Steve Mathis production. Hello, Pope fans. Keep using that M-A-T-T-H-E-S code at btosports.com. And be sure to click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for your non-moto purchases. Your support makes it possible for us to continue to deliver your moto fix, and we thank you. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chance ability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You are thinking yes. or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the Racer X Podcast Show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com Hosted by Steve Mathis. Hey everybody, I know you've just finished listening to a whole bunch of uh, intro crap, but I just wanted to uh, put one more thing in there before we get to the show, and thank you everybody for listening. Hey, look, we all buy stuff from Amazon. I buy stuff, you buy stuff, we all buy stuff from Amazon, let's face it. So why don't you, the next time you're buying something from Amazon, go to pulpamex.com, find the Amazon banner there on the bottom right-hand side, click to that, it'll take you to Amazon, and then you can place your order for whatever it is, either lube a baseball glove, or a car, whatever it is. Then that way, Pulpamex gets a little piece of that, and uh, we can keep on doing what we're doing. And I appreciate it. And so check it out on the link, and see you guys later. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. We're back after a week off. Myself and my two best friends in the world, my two best friends in the whole wide world. My name's Steve Mathis. Uh, on, the line, on the line is uh, Jason Wygant. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. And David Pingree. Hi. Nobody does the yeah anymore. We leave, we we're off one week and no one does the yeah. Yeah, I started honestly. Your song started heading me down like a tangent. I was like, hey, that's some Hangover. I was like, right. Hangover too. I wonder if they have that in. There. And then I started really thinking about the movies. And then next thing I know, you had already said my name. Oh, jeez. Um. Well, hey, welcome, welcome back to the show after a week off. High Point National just happened, and before we get to that. I'd just like to know if either of you two gentlemen shop at Amazon.com. Um, have I or will I? Will you? Oh, I'm going to now. All you need to do is ping if you need that bucket of lube that you've always been, been wanting. Simply clip, clip on, click on the link on Pulpamex on Amazon. It takes you to Amazon. Do that, and then that way Pulpamex and myself... We make, I make, I get rich. So, that's all. That's just my little plug. And, uh, I like it. I okay. like it. I'm, I'm glad to contribute. Um, hey, let's, let's get right, right, right down to it. Um, high point, uh, ping, you weren't there, but you covered it 
extensively from your couch and weed. You were there and I was there. Um, I guess there's nothing wrong with Ryan Villapoto, huh, Weege? No, I don't know if anyone was truly worried. Uh, I think that was a story coming in with the week off. Everyone expected him to turn it around. If he didn't, then we'd really be in trouble. Right. Um, um, that opening moto was just uh, um, um, a hammer down. Look at me, bitches. I'm back. Yeah, if he had come in after a weekend off and was still a distant third or fourth, you know, like he was in Texas, then I think people could start panicking. But mm -hmm. he's got too much of a reputation built up for people to get freaked out over two races. Uh, Ping, um, I don't know how much if you read his Monday conversation. Um, I spoke to him after the race. And I'm, I'm getting this from I'm, – I'm asking you this from a racer's point of view. Um, he really – and I don't know if this is just a mental thing or not. He really said his bike setup was so far off. And they tested, you know, in Florida, Kaipo, the suspension guy, went there for a week. And he really blamed – he really uh, put the put the point on his turnaround on being the bike wasn't ready at the first two races as opposed to himself. Uh, is that just a mental thing? Yeah, no, I, I read that, and I'm not sure it surprised me because uh, – I mean, he must have said – he must have said, you know, the bike the bike's totally different. The bike's totally different four times, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a couple of questions. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he didn't specify what they changed, but he just said he wasn't able to ride it the way he wanted to ride it. I, you know, he was overriding the bike or something. It's kind of the, it's kind of what I got. But right. it surprised me that he said, you know, in Texas he was physically like good to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I that was, I was like, huh? All right, well. Yeah. That surprised me, but whatever. Feel, yeah, I, maybe he's yeah. just. I feel yeah. like that's just a racer trying to tell himself, like, you know, trying to sort of just not let let his confidence take a bit of a beating, you know? Is that, and, you know, those guys all try to play little head games with one another, too, mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, they don't, you know, they don't want to let the other guy think that they beat him, beat him straight up, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? what? E either way, whether it was mm -hmm. a little both or the bike, uh, man, he's definitely back. So, Weege, do you think – I mean, he, he didn't win the second moto, but it was pretty sloppy and pretty muddy. We'll, we'll get to that. Is he now – the way he won that first moto, is he now the guy? Or is this – are they still going to go – are they still going to go back and forth depending on starts and how it goes? Or is he now the guy? Oh, man, that's, that first I know. moto was – I know. I know. It's, it's oh, tough no, to say that. Uh oh What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. If I say that – if I say that he was really strong and I would think he could be the favorite again, we will then be crucified as Chad Reed haters, correct? Correct, yeah. No. <laughs> okay, no. Reed owns this series and will dominate. <laughs> Sorry. Just Car want to get that out of the Car way. Carry on. Um, I'm not uh, allowed. Then I'll, then I'll no. go ahead and say the truth because right. <laughs> I think right back to being what everyone expected him to be coming into the season, and Reed and Benji, are, are, they better step it up. Because I think they're going to have to run with him. Right. Okay. Why do you hate Reed, man? What's yeah. The problem. Why? <laughs> I don't hate Reed at all. Why do you hate? I'm not going to lie. No, no, no. About you can't, you, if you don't pick him to win the championship, you hate him. That's the rule. Yeah. I don't know if you know that there aren't any. There's nothing in between. It's either yeah, champion or hate. <laughs> it is true, and it is frustrating. You're right. Um, no, I think the second moto it was like on hold. Um, you know, you can't really judge anything based on that because it was conditioner so bad. And I think even right. was. At that point, just I'm going to do what I need to do to get the overall, and I'll worry about you know 
winning motos again later. Yeah. But especially coming into Budge Creek where he's had so much success, I'd be I'd be a little worried if I were the other guys, although their specialty is not really worrying about that stuff. So I guess that's good for them. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I don't think I don't think people get I don't think Villapoto gets in Chad Reed's head after a moto win. You know what I mean? Yeah, regardless, I agree. yeah, of how good he looks. So, so that's good. I had flashbacks on uh, talking about Reedy. I had flashbacks to last year where his season sort of unraveled at High Point. Um, first moto, uh, you know, he 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 didn't have it. He got uh, passed by some guys, and and he said he took a rock to the collarbone and, and it hurt him. Is is that what it was? Was yeah, it the that rock first to the moto was a lot like the first moto last year where he yeah. came with a points lead and everything fell apart. But do you see the difference in the fact that he was able to rebound? I can't even remember which moto he had. He had bike problems in one of the motos last year. Yeah, I think the first one. But I don't remember I don't remember which because both motos sucked. Right. You know, he was not in contention at any point either moto. The fact that this time he salvaged a moto win, which is always impressive, <laughs> I think shows that you're – you're still dealing with a totally different guy than you were last year. Um, I mean, he's going to be tough. The only thing is that the, you know, the points and everything are so close. Yeah. Um, you know, even the Dungey situation with throwing 25 some away last time, I think you quickly see one decent weekend for Villapoto. He makes up 13 points. You know, it's it's still anybody's race, even points wise, even with the gap that Reed has. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, and Reed's second moto win in the mud. Um, pretty impressive. Rode well. No goggles from, like, third lap on. I think that was just playing it smart. Um, a lot of guys crashed. Um, you know, Alessi was – man, Alessi was impressive to being in that one, wasn't he, Steve? He was pulling away. Yeah, and let's let's get to something here. i got to get something off my chest, Weege. Um, you, you couldn't say X-Brand goggles. You couldn't say, he's you know, he's got clear vision. Um, you know, he's out, really he's out front, like, you know, he sprinted. I mean, let's face it, getting, getting into the lead early and being, a, having a clear track in front of you definitely, definitely helped him as did having all his tear offs and having clean, clear goggles. Just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't I mention it, huh? Chicken of the egg. I couldn't, think it's a chicken of the egg. Couldn't mention it. Couldn't throw anything What allowed, there. what allowed the goggles to stay on? The good start allowing him to not get roosted like all 39 other guys were, or was it really the goggles? So that's I had to weigh those options in my mind before I gave a free plug to X Brand. Couldn't couldn't just say Alessi's X Brand goggles uh, are clear and that is helping him. No doubt out there, Jeff Emig. Could, couldn't couldn't throw that in there. That would insinuate that there was something special about the goggles that allowed them to be clear. But I wasn't sure if it was the goggles or the start. And uh, in the you know respect to accuracy, until I was able to find out for sure. Didn't, I didn't feel it would be right to heat praise the goggles. You should just be glad Weege didn't say, wow, his vision must be crappy through those goggles because he took off before the gate dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think the goggles are like the Terminator lenses, and they've, they, he saw the gate move before it really did. Perhaps the wind grabbed it, and the goggles have such great vision that he went. But, uh, no, Weege, I, I, just, I, you know, I just thought maybe... You throw something out there. That's all. Just thought you might do it. If I could have gotten the word in with the mechanic during the race to get confirmation of why the goggles were still on, was it because he had a good start? It's because of the goggles. If I could have somehow gotten accurate confirmation, mm-hmm. well, but that would that would have been terrible if I had reported that the goggles, the reason he had his goggles on was because the goggles were so good. If it turned out it was just because he didn't get roosted because he was out front, so I'm not sure. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah it's a little bit of both. 
Um, professional reporter that I am. Before we, okay, well, whatever. Before we move to Alessi, let's talk about Dungey. Um, nothing wrong with his weekend. A uh, couple of crashes in the second moto hurt him, but uh, you know he didn't. He, he looked back on point really. Um, in the first moto, he reeled RV in a couple of laps. Um, it looked like it might get interesting, but Ryan uh, Villapoto pulled it back out. But uh, yeah, I think I think Dungey's crashes while out front. Or while in the – was he up front? No. He was, he was sec- second behind a left. He was second. Right. Uh, right at the, like the end of the first lap, basically. That's it, yeah. Um, basically kind of symbolizes his season a little bit, I feel. You know, just little things like that are happening to him. I think that first moto, it's a real good question. Um, you know, Villapoto pulled away immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, and it – you know, you base it on that. Like, well, they were one and two. And within three laps, Villapoto had like a six or seven second lead, you know. So that's a heck of a statement. But then Dungey kept it close the rest of the way. So then is that is that Dungey? You know, just needed a few laps to get going and was able to match him. He also had a problem with his helmet visor. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, what was they, the deal there? Did it break on the line? Yeah, they over tightened it. I guess they tightened it and the bolt broke. And it, I guess it was the um, the bolt in the middle of the visor broke. So the visor tilted mm-hmm. up, and there was no way to keep it down and um they raised their hand on the line to try to get more time which you can't do on live tv so he had to race that way so i don't know maybe those little things mattered the first couple laps mm-hmm. so the question is did he match villapoto for the next 25 minutes or did villapoto just mark him yeah i don't know i, I think villapoto marked him myself but um gotcha what do i know um let's get to alessi um i thought docking him one Penalty, one place for that gate was extremely generous. Thought it could have been worse. What do you guys think? I think it should have been, yeah, way more than one position. I mean, I mean, he was I, – I didn't see the star. I was up at the top of the mechanics area. But I was asking people when they got back up. And then I saw photos. And, I mean, he, he, was, he was clearly ahead of the game. And I don't know what's more impressive. Um, him ripping the gate out like that or – him stopping, slowing down to let the gate fall and then get going again, and he still came out like fifth. So, um, I don't know. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I, I know one, one, I guess, factor was that I wonder if they would have penalized him more if he just had a massive hole shot because of it. You know, he, you could right. almost argue with Alessi that he got a worse start because he jumped the gate because he did have to slow down, and then by the time, by the time he had freed himself from the gate that he broke, yeah. He was actually behind a bunch of riders, you know. So, I don't know. If he had gone on the first turn with, like, a 10-bike length lead, which he would have had if that gate wasn't there, because, I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, he was – I think I think his entire bike was over the gate before anyone else even moved. Well, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's, the 30-second yeah. card went sideways, and he pinned it pretty much. Well, the, something crazy happened because the rider next to him looped out coming out of the gate. So, I'm not sure <laughs> what was going on <laughs> that the rider next to him flinched. So, I don't know what was going on, who flinched first, who reacted to who, but unless he broke the gate and the rider next to him looped out coming out of the gate. It was an awesome comedy of errors. Who, who was it that looped out? Do, do we know? No, I don't know. I mean, all, all I saw was the, up, the, the bottom side of the case. <laughs> right. But it was I, hope, awesome. I hope they didn't have that on live TV, Weed. I mean, it looked like a bunch of jackasses, <laughs> right, to the masses who aren't like, used to what's going on. Oh, for a guy to loop out. Wow. I imagine people yeah. watching it. They just looped through the gate and this dude looped out. Yeah. Great. What's next? A car full of clowns? Yeah. They must just think, I guess that's how it works. 
Some guys try to jump the gate and break it, and other guys wheelie all the way over the back. I guess that's a normal deal. <laughs> who, who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, but you're right. I mean, I guess if you, if you treat everyone equally and you don't say that, well, for, for Alessi, a fifth-place start is actually he already hurt himself. If you just want to say that, you know, jumping the gate, which is the most important part of the race, the start, uh, then, yeah, one position, like, Thing, a good start means more than one position at the end of the race, probably, right? Absolutely. No. Um, yeah, I just thought it was generous. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not coming down on either side. I, I'm surprised it was that just one spot, with with the photos and from the eyewitness people, eyewitness accounts. So um, there was no denying. <laughs> yes, there was no denying that it happened. Yeah. Uh, Ping and Ping, are you surprised at Alessi? I mean, he was uh, 20 seconds ahead in the second moto um, before he went down and. Um, you know, he went uh, three four on the day. Surprised at all? Well, four no. four with the yeah car. four four, but three whatever. Yeah, no, not not really at all. I mean, he was quick at Hangtown before he crashed, and um, I kind of expected that. You know, when he got on that four fifty, his head would be back in the right place. He was comfortable on that bike years ago, you know. So mm-hmm. it seems like he's just kind of back into a rhythm with it, and um. I think he'll be up front, you know, pretty consistently, top three, four. You know? I, I asked this of the, my esteemed colleague Kenny Watson last night on the Pulp MX show. Payne, can he win? Can he win? A, can he win a race? Can he win a moto? Uh, yeah, yeah, he could win a moto. I, I don't think if if um, Dungey and Villapoto and Ray get off right behind him, I don't see him holding them off for forty minutes, but. You know, if he gets a whole shot like he does a lot and just checks out, and those guys are hung up a little bit or whatever, yeah, he could totally win a money. You agree with that, Weege? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's say, so how many motors do we have left now? Uh, 18? I don't know. You're the math expert. Right. right. Okay. So we have 24. We've done six. So we got 18 motors left. Let's say he gets 14 whole shots for the next 18 motors, you know. <laughs> Without ripping the game out? Without ripping the game out? Like I said, that was the worst start he'll probably get all year, the one where he hit the gate. Right. He only was like fifth. Um, well, like Tony Leslie carries around a book of what position they have to finish in every moto to win the championship starting at round one. He does? Um, they did in uh, in uh, 06. When, um, okay. When they had – they did in 06. They had a book by the time they get to Southwick, and they had like a 30-point lead. They're like, no, we just need to do this, 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 and every moto. And I'm like, really? Round three you're saying this? Um, you know, and then Villapoto started winning every moto, which I don't think the book calculated for. <laughs> anyway, they probably have a book that says, out of the next 18 motos, we'll get 14 hole shots. So 14 right. times you put yourself out front. What's the chances? I mean, there's a good chance you think one out of the 14 times, those other guys are going to have something go wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'd say definitely he could win a moto. Yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, I, he, he did better than I thought, to be honest. I know his shoulder was sore. He went down on... Um, on it, and uh, his shoulder was out, and um, you know I know it's still a little kooky in the head, but I, so I think he did a little better to me than I thought he would. You know, I thought maybe to get the ball rolling, he'd be a five-six guy, and then go from there. So um, pretty impressive, I gotta say. He's a racer. Well, let's, put this, let's put it this way: in think of it in Texas, you know, you could clearly see that Reed and Dungey were a level above everyone else. You know, no one else was really a player with them. It was just a matter of time to get around people off the start and, and make it a one-two. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christian Craig led him for a little while. But I'd say Alessi, 
in his first race back, looked like he belonged in that group. You know, he didn't beat them, but it wasn't yeah. like, right. you know, we just got to get around this guy and move past him because he's way too slow to race with us. Right. He right. was in on Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, also, too, uh, another impressive ride by Davey Millsaps. JGR Yamaha's Davey Millsaps. Um, I'm starting to come around on him, man. Maybe, he, maybe he's for real, you know? I don't know. J-Bone said last night that they're talking contract with him. They're talking contract with him. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's been good, huh, Ping? He's been surprisingly good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, which I don't know why we we say that. Like, he's always been good. Yeah. Just uh, his results, sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Um, Curiously, it happens to be the last two months of his contract. <laughs> I know there's definitely people talking about that, but to me, you just can't flick a switch like that and turn it on, you know? I don't know. Maybe you can, but uh, he lost his goggles early in the second moto, but he still was, he was like third or fourth or late. Two laps to go, he fell, and he ended up ninth. So he would have had a much better day had he not fallen in the late, late in the second moto. He ended up with a ninth, but and he was like fifth, wasn't he, Weege? Fourth? Yeah, and you could see he was going for it in both. He beat Reed straight up in the first photo. I know Reed had gotten hit by the collarbone, but I mean, he was behind Reed for a long time, kind yeah. of followed him through. Right. And then once it was kind of the two of them, you know, around fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. he really put an attack on Reed. I mean, he rode hard yeah. for two or three laps and, and made it happen. And then in the second photo, he's behind Reed again, and he was trying to pass him, and I think thinking. Uh, I got third in the first moto. It's muddy. I don't see Villapoto. I might be able to win the overall today. Mm-hmm. Like, it really looked like he was pushing, and he maybe pushed a little too hard and wound up falling right. like Lessie did. But both he and Lessie only fell because they were thinking, I got a chance to win the race, which is, I don't, I, it's got to be the first time Millsaps has felt like that in a while, right? I would think like, so, yeah. I'm in position to maybe win the overall today if I, if I, if I do this right. So this is a big improvement. Absolutely, uh, it's uh, he look. He looks like he's going to be in there, which is amazing. Uh, he's fourth in the points right now. The uh, well, you know, it's you just, know, I think it's just great that he's figured out the key to you know unlocking his talent. Is he's he's just got to try harder, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I thought it was. I don't unlocked. understand. Do you think other teams would have told him this? Like no one figured that out. I don't get it. I thought it was the key was unlocking the hips. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got to try harder at unlocking your hips, maybe. Ooh, maybe that's it. Mm. Hey, Weege, do you know what happened to Ricky Dietrich in the first moto? No, he had a pretty good start, and you know, he went I don't think that those backwards bad. He ended up getting lapped. Did he fall at some point, dude? I don't think some, he did. Someone that... said that uh, he got distracted every time he'd go back in the trees, and he'd take off into the woods for a while. <laughs> and then he would just come dude, back along the track. He'd do a little loop. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, it was like a 20-mile loop. It was nothing big. Yeah. Um, he got lapped. He couldn't possibly have started fifth. You know, and fifth, like, you know, could lap, first lap or two maybe could see the leaders and then end up getting lapped without falling? Really? You know, I'm going to text him right now as we do this. I want to know what happened to him yeah. first moto. Um, we did say this. This was an observation. Um he didn't think that High Point would be a really good track for him because High Point was not nearly as rough and gnarly, really, as either Hangtown or um, uh, Texas. You know, it just wasn't that rough. I mean, you had to pick lines and it had off cambers and it was slippery. 
But as far as pure roughness and hot and difficult, um, you know, I don't think that one played in his hands as well. But notice when it got difficult in the second motive in the mud, I think he got a six. Yeah, well, um, I'd like to tell Emig to suck it because <laughs> he'll know that – well, I'm, I'm kind of kidding. But, no, Dietrich's best ever finish on the Cowie was at High Point. What about Redbutt? No, his best his best overall is at Texas. His best moto finish is at High Point. Oh, so incorrect. So whatever. Sorry. No, no, no big deal. But uh, yeah. Um, so wait, that was his first. Wasn't that his first ride of the team? So he actually started out his best and got worse. Yeah, yeah. I see. Well, no, I just remember Texas. there was a moto at Redbud. Maybe it wasn't the best finish, but there was a moto at Redbud where he started fifth and he stayed with the guys the entire race. Maybe, but I guess that wasn't his best result. Yeah. But well, that's the one that looked best to me. Sorry. Going off what he told me, uh, you know who rode well? Uh, doesn't have the results to show it. Uh, Jacob Weimer, uh, first moto, catching Wyndham, looking good, late in the race, goes sideways, goes off the track, loses a bunch of spots. Second moto, he's thirty sixth, thirty eighth, and ends up finishing eleventh. He went down in the first lap. Jacob Weimer had a really good day despite the seven eleven scores. You have to call him Jacob? No, yeah, it's in front of me. The, the sheets are in front of me, so I just said Jacob. Because mm. that's how he is on the sheets. 7-11. He's had a pretty good summer so far for, you know, a guy who didn't get to ride Supercross. Um, and, and I think Supercross is probably his forte a little bit. You know, kind of jumping in cold turkey to the Nationals. Like, I think he's doing pretty good, pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, I think you got to look at the guys that he's proven he can race with. You know, like you said, he was he wasn't a pushover at Reed there in the first moto, and was catching Wyndham. You know, and I'd say you put him maybe like him and guys like maybe Metcalf at like a similar level right now, and he's at least right there with Metcalf, if not slightly ahead of him. You know, so I think he's there with the guys that he ideally would be with. You know, right. best case scenario, and he's already there. You know, yeah. To me, to me, he was uh, he was holding off the dudes in the first moto, and he was looking great. I think one of them was Reed, wasn't it? Was he holding off Reed? And yeah, there was uh, for about two laps. Reed was all over him, and then he kind of shook him right, a little bit. Right, right. And Reed caught back up to him. But that's what I mean. He's not. He's in the hunt. Yeah, and then also to yeah. and then, like I said in the second moto to come up to eleventh was was good. And actually, he said he was in tenth, and uh, he was getting the lapper flag, and he moved over on the last straightaway, and it was Metcalf, and he, so he lost tenth. <laughs> Man. Yeah, he was like, the, the, the AMA guys are freaking out on me, so I moved over. I thought it was Dungy. Do we talk about Metcalf, or do we just continue the no, we just No, we just keep going on. Yeah, Skip, skip right over him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Ping, funny moment. Second moto, tracks, just a mess. Just a sloppy, sloppy mess. Uh, like sloppy Joes. And uh, nobody takes a parade lap, except for Nick Way. Um, I don't know what the deal was, but, uh, yeah, he took the parade lap, and then he was high-fiving. No, he said he wanted to do a start, and then they wouldn't let him just turn around. Yes. He had to do the whole lap. So, Well, why was he thinking he could just do a start? Like, how, how do you think, like, oh, I'm just going to do a start? You can't just do a start. That's how they roll in DeWitt, mother <laughs> effer. They do what they want. <laughs> That's Detroit style, son. I guess, but, uh, so. He, I'm going to do a start. After they made him do the whole thing, then he was going alongside the fence and uh, high-fiving fans. And he was doing little clickers, and then he stalled it. 
that he had to start it. It's just, it's just yeah. classic. It was, was, classic. Was, it, was it still raining at that point or had no. it stopped? No, it stopped. Uh, it had stopped. But, so uh, everyone else is just sitting on the line in a big mud puddle waiting for Nick Way to get around. Yeah, waiting for Nick Way to finish his, his victory lap, his parade lap. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I just love it. This is so funny. I talked to the long arm. He still got a pretty champion. decent start. Yeah, he got eighth or whatever in the moto. Uh, was that yeah. Weech? I talked to a long arm in the law, Jeff Canfield. Oh. And uh, he, he said, yeah, he went up there, went to turn around, stopped. And they said, what are you doing? And he's like, going back to the starting line. I'm like, they said, no, 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 no. You do a start, you do a lap. And then he looked back, and everyone was still at the line. And they just looked back at him and said, you're doing a lap. You do not go backwards on the track at any point. So he ran into the long arm of the law, Jeff Canfield, on that one. Oh, you do not want to cross Iron Fist Canfield. No. Um, nope. You know who did not have a good day and did not want to do an interview with me at the end of the day? Andrew Short. Ooh. Not happy. Uh, if you're shorty and the 450 continues to do well underneath Michael Lessey, are you pretty bitter? Are you pretty upset? Do you think you made the wrong choice? What do you think, Pink? I think you have to be. I, I mean, he, you know, he's, he had the option to ride both. I don't know, man. It's like his season was just kind of, it wasn't bad, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great and super tough. And then, like, it's sort of getting worse, it seems like. You know what I mean? Uh, if I was, a, I don't know, maybe it's, it's probably too late to switch, but if I was him, I'd be trying something. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good weekend for him. He wasn't happy. 11-14 uh, on the weekend, so not not good. And not at any point really charging and, Moving forward, and you know, looking like Andrew Short, so um, tough, tough weekend for him. Well, the bright side is he gets to go back to his multi-anchor ranch in Texas and hmm. wrangle cattle. And good point. Check, um, his, check his bank statement. <laughs> hey, uh, Weege, you uh, you successfully worked the word "snot" in. Congratulations. Yes, I must give credit on the snot subject. Um, in the pits, it was much like a, like a mob deal. You know, someone came up and, like, shook my hand with, like, a couple thousand dollars, you know, in the handshake. Right. You know, or rolled up in a sock or something like that. Uh, in the pits, Alan Brown, team manager of DNA Shredstick Star Racing Yamaha, comes up to me and says, hey, there's two lines on this track, the good line and the outside line. And the outside line is like snot. And then he just walked away. <laughs> so we made the exchange. Just code word. <laughs> code word. And you, as as the as a journalist, as announcer, you were simply reporting what you were informed. Yes, I apologize for using the somewhat coarse coarse description. But what could I do? A right, team could... manager had told me. Yes. So I could only report <laughs> using the correct quote. So uh... it was a mafioso like exchange. We, we we need to make it a little harder for you. That's my bottom. That's the bottom line. I keep telling you, sperm whale. How how? <laughs> what manager is going to come up with that one? You I don't think you could go that out there. What do you mean? It's just a fish. <laughs> it's just a fish. It's actually a mammal. I know. It's actually a mammal. Um, <sighs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. That one was tough. When we left this call two weeks ago, I was. I actually hung up the phone kind of scared. Like, it was in my head. I was definitely not feeling confident about it. Um, and then it did dawn on me that you've got a 50% chance of rain. 
you get a 5150 rain forecast in high point every time. Yeah, 5150 coming at you. 51.50. Um, so I'm like, there's a chance it's going to rain, and if it is, we could maybe make a soil snot connection. So that saved the day. Right. If we had done that at power, I would have been done. Yeah. Well, I, I don't and know. No so do we do we have a word? Do we have something? Ping. Yes, um, sperm whale. How about how about chupacabra? I like that one. <laughs> I like that. Can I get a definition, please? <laughs> you don't know what the chupacabra is? I'd like to. I'd like to hear the word in the sentence, please. You gotta Google it. You really don't know what it is, Weege? No. What is the word? It's, it's a. It's a Mexican. Um, sort of uh, folk tale of a gargoyle that comes and eats you at night or something. Yeah. It grabs it's, your it's, children. It's Latin America's Loch Ness monster. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see that hand, and I'm gonna throw my cards down. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that bet. You're gonna take it. <laughs> I'm gonna take it. Chuca cabra. Chuca cabra. <laughs> I think the hardest part is going to be pronouncing it properly. <laughs> Getting it in, I can do that. If you get it in, if you get this in, you might possibly be my hero. I, 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 my mind is racing with trying to figure out how you what you could say. Like, are you I'm already co- there. Are you going to compare I'm, someone to the chupacabra? <laughs> I'm feeling better about chupacabra now than I was about snot two weeks ago. This time, really, uh, ping, yeah. ping, how? Give me an idea how he could say it. You're a former announcer. Uh, well. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not giving away, my, I'm not giving away no. my strategy, but I have one. Yeah, we, we don't. We, All right. He's got his best idea. Let's just not even, you know. He's on him like a chupacabra is on it. a small child in Mexico? That <laughs> doesn't make any I sense. Don't know, I don't know what the chupacabra eats, so. No, he, he's apparently, I believe. Let me Google him. People? Hold on. You guys can carry on the conversation. Let me Google. How do you know about this thing? Uh, actually, you know, the, you know how I first learned about it was Laurel Allen. She, that used to be her little avatar, and I'm like, "What is that nasty little monster in your thing?" She's like, "Chupacabra." I'm like, "I don't even know." What'd you just say? Okay. God bless you. Um, what? The name comes from the um, chupar means to suck. Cabra is goat, so goat sucker. It's a legendary cryptic <laughs> rumor to inhabit parts of the Americas. It is associated with Latin America. The name comes from the animal's reported habit of attacking and drinking the blood of livestock, especially goats. <laughs> so, like, if Ricky was raising the yeah, goat. Yeah, would be good habit. <laughs> like, you could be like, you know, Wyndham's looking to be R.C.'s personal chucacabra. Yes, Goat if R.C. had not crashed at Bud's Creek in uh, the motocross nations, would Villapoto have been? What is the word? Inge- I, I can't, I still, it's Chupacabra. <laughs> Chupacabra, it's not Chuka. Chupra, Chupa. Chup- yeah. Chupa. <laughs> in July 2010, an animal was killed and reported to be a Chupacabra, but found to be a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they've been reported as far north as as Maine and as far south as Chile. It is supposedly a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Okay. You know know that that creature they found under the Brooklyn Bridge 
a couple months ago. No. Did you see that washed on shore? No, I huh? didn't see that. Almost ten. No, well, they were, they were, there was speculation that that was, you know, chupacabra. A- anyway, I think it, it was a sturgeon or some type of big old fish, but anyway. Sounds to me like it's about to be spotted in the Washington, D.C., Bud's Creek, Mechanicsville, <laughs> Maryland area. Maryland area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that'll be good. Well, okay. All right, hey, let's uh, let's take this moment um, to, to go to our great sponsors here on the BTOsports.com Race Your X podcast show. So let's uh, let's break for a quick word, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. And we're back on the show. All right, 250F class. And I got two words to talk about that class. Two words. Darren Durham. Weege, what a ride. Well, the Red Sox office right now, <laughs> I can't even get oh. in. It's actually just construction zone at this point. They've actually blown the building up. <laughs> Celebration. There's, Guns, fireworks. There's pinatas. Pinatas. Chips. Ch- yeah, pinatas. Chupacabras. <laughs> they've got a chupacabra shaped in the shape of Darren Durham. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy Ursic is giddy. He's sitting on top of a roof just drinking straight tequila. Uh, um, no, but hey, he led for 25 minutes. The kid is as privateer as privateer gets these days. None of this, uh, you know, half-ass privateer thing. The guy's out of a box fan. You know, 1110 mods, Chad Sanner, uh, a shop in PA helping him out. But, uh, I mean, it, Ping, if you're your former team manager, if you see a guy – Durham lead 25 minutes and almost win. Are you, I mean, do you, can you do it? Like, do you I mean, instantly go like, that's the guy I want to hire? Or do you totally write it off as a fluke ride? No, I think you got to take it serious. You know, I mean, he's, and, and it's not like that was just one. He hasn't done anything else all year. You know, he's shown, he's had really good motives where he's been up front, you know, and it uh, seems like, other times he, his fitness would be off, or he got a crash or something. But he's got the speed, and that's that's the hardest thing to find in a guy is somebody's right. just got the raw speed. So I, I won't surprise me at all to see him get picked up somewhere better than where he is for next year. <laughs> which I realize that's not too hard to do, but yeah, no. it seems like he deserves a good shot. You know, he hasn't had one yet. Yeah, it was it was a good ride. Bummer for him missing his gate pick second moto. Uh, him and Kyle Cunningham, right, Weege? 
Yeah, I guess they couldn't decide if they want to change the clutch in Durham's bike between motos, and uh, they decided to do it. But by then, they had already wasted too much time, and they didn't make it in time. Cunningham, uh, I don't know what happened to his bike. Um, I was too busy discussing snop with the team manager, so I didn't. Yeah. Uh, change of info. You know, we talked before about Durham on the show. He really hasn't had a shot. He was um, he got one and done at Star Racing, and Suzuki City, the did he ride Suzuki City? What did he do after that? No, I think then he was on this team. Was that it? For he, two years. he was never. Yeah, he was it. never on another. Team. I don't understand. He earned like a national number in the 30s, like both times, and then just hey, sorry, you got nothing. And yeah. this is in a day and age where you've got how many pretty good rides are out there in the lights class? Right. Twenty. Yeah. No, he, he did have something with Suzuki City, um, because I actually tried to hire him. Oh. When uh, when Christian Craig got hurt, we we tried to get a hold of him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just I just got some Suzuki's, and I'm getting help from you know." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, all right, bummer, you know." Um, maybe maybe he'd have. He had something. I don't know what it was. Maybe he'd be on more team managers' radars if he had you know cut his hair. Just saying. <laughs> Looks that way. And uh, the other strange thing is, everyone likes his style, so you would think, you know. Just watching him ride, you would think that you would see talent. You know, it's, it's not like he's deceptive. Like everyone that, as, if you mentioned Darren Durham to several people, such as yeah. who, Steve? Tim Ferry. <laughs> yeah. Big fan of Darren Durham. Right. Like he's, you know, not a super high-profile guy, but when his name gets brought up, people say, man, that guy's got really good style. That guy can really ride. So you would think that would help his chances of someone taking a shot at him. So I'm really not sure what happened <laughs> Well, if he keeps having rides like that, even if he can, you know, put it in the top five yeah. here and there, right. he's going to get something next year. There's just there's too many guys who are not performing. Duvall, I mean, that whole Suzuki team is like. There's <laughs> always one guy that we go to. <laughs> we have, uh, you just, why'd you just drop that pig? Uh, well, I'm just saying. The dude is so fast, he should be doing better than whatever he did this weekend. I talked to I talked to Dave Gowan, the new team manager at Rockstar Suzuki, and I I said, "Hey, I said congratulations. You're now the team that everyone's making fun of, Dave. What are you going to do?" <laughs> I told him that. I mean, I know Dave. I've got and he just he shook his head and he was like, "I got some kids on my team that aren't ready to race pro nationals." And he goes, "And I and he goes, "Honestly, Mathis, I need more time. I, I can't turn this thing around. It, it's not going to happen that quick. I need an off season and I need to, you know, I don't know yeah. if he meant clean house or what he meant, but I like Dave. I think he's a good dude. I think he'll straighten it up. He'll look at Mitch. He's buddies with Mitch. He'll look at Mitch and, and want to do use that program, you know. But uh, well, I, will he be able to? I mean that that deal is tied to Yost through Suzuki. And no, I, and I don't. I don't think those bikes, dude. Those bikes are good. Well, the bike is not the problem over there. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they looked great on underneath Stroop last year and Soupy, and and I mean they got to be good, right? Um. I don't think when he says look to Mitch, I don't know if it's sorry, yeah. Mitch. No, or, yeah, I don't uh, mean equipment. that. I mean just the like team. the management philosophy. Yeah. yeah, Ping, I didn't mean equipment. Oh, I meant, oh, oh, I meant oh, just gotcha. he's looking to uh, to Mitch's team, and like that's what he wants to do. He wants to have that internal pressure to do well, you know. Um, I, we had a conversation about Jason Anderson again, Weege, myself and you, and the Verboto guys who certainly know the amateur scene inside and out. And they also backed you up with they thought – Jason Anderson would be better. So. Well, I even, after that conversation, I went over there to talk to Jason Anderson myself to, to, you know, 
I wasn't able to get a report on how good Alessi's goggles really were as a reporter, but I was able to talk to Jason Anderson. And uh, so I said, is it on? As I do every week. And um, he looked depressed before I even came up. I mean, just looked bummed. Just looked bummed. Like, why am I even here? This sucks. Like, that's pretty much the vibe I was getting. Yeah. And I said, is it on? And he, gave, he did give me a meek. I hope so. <laughs> so he gave me that. Um, oh. He said during the week he kills it, and then he comes to the races, and it, he doesn't know what the problem is. 14th for Paluzzi, 16th for Anderson, 17th for Davalos. Who's their oh. other guy? Is that it? That's they don't it. Have, yeah, they, they don't, don't have, have another guy, guy right now right. because it was supposed to be supposed to Hunter be... Hewitt who is filling in for right. for somebody. Treadle. Treadle Morris. 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 Yeah. Morris. Filling in for Morris. But then he had a concussion. I uh, hanged out, I guess, wasn't back yet. It's it's damn depressing to go to a race as a team and do all that work and ha- and go 14, 16, 17. That's <sighs> that it's sucks. so much work. For that, that sucks balls. Like, I once went to a race on Team KTM in 2000, Southwick, the week after we won with Kelly Smith. Kelly Smith didn't qualify. We had four other guys, five guys in total. Nobody scored a point. That's incredible. That's incredible. I've yet to see if that has ever been beaten. That's an incredible record. We never scored a point. winning to not scoring a point. Yes. The team won at Mount Morris. And then the next race in, in, in Southwick, nobody scored a point. Wait, did you say didn't qual- Kelly said didn't even qualify? He didn't even qualify. Wait a minute. He won. So the story of you wrenching him to his first national win and Cajun's first national win was followed up by not qualifying the next weekend? <laughs> well, he's still the You never mentioned this part. I, I I usually don't mention it. I I don't usually bring that up too much. Um, I'll be honest. He he got he hey, got he got. Dude, um, I qualified for Southwick that year on a Plano Honda. That bike was so slow I could get off beside it and run faster than that thing was going. Well, he collided with Brandes in the heat race, and he um uh he ripped up all the spokes in his wheel, so he DNF the heat race, and then LCQ bad start. See you later. Go home. Wally wow. Silva put it to him. Yeah who, well. yeah, who knows, Silva, Treadwell, Barton. I mean, they all probably all, you know, climbed out of the woodwork. Billy Ainsworth. Um, hey, okay, so enough of that. Enough talk about Rockstar Suzuki. Uh, Jason Anderson's pep talks from Weege continue on. Um, Hopefully, maybe, next weekend. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe, yeah. Um, at this point, I don't know if you – I don't think anybody listens to this show, but at this point, if he listens, he's got to be going – he's got to give you a better answer. Um, Blake Baggett. Let's get to the guy who, who really was the star besides Darren Durham, if you, if you ask Billy Ursick. But uh, uh, Blake Baggett, man, uh, a dominating performance. Great, great ride. And you know what? He didn't start coming on in the first moto until like halfway. It was, it was a great, uh, great ride. And so, like I said two weeks ago, he has the speed of all those other guys, Barsha, you know, Wilson. Um, oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Who were the two best guys? Wilson and Barsha were your two guys, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Swing and a miss there, Bata. Yeah. Well, um, he's back in control of this thing. I mean, obviously he's not in the points lead, but 11 back and, and two you know, two out of three races, domination, I would say. So. Well, in, in Texas, he was on his way. Right. I mean, he'd already gapped the field in lap one until he hit some, what he calls a big muddy spot and went down. But he's the only guy – you guys correct me if I'm wrong, who can just go up through the pack the way he does. 
No one else has the speed to do that right now. No, even Wilson, who who is right there, I feel, um, can come all right through the pack, but he can't rip through it like like uh, Baggett. So you are correct, I think. He can go from 10th to 1st in a few laps. And, I mean, that's, like, unheard of. That's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, in that class. Style. That's supposed to be possible in that class. Like, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that often. And yeah, I, I actually and spoke with uh, I spoke with Mitch yesterday, and I jokingly said, "All right, so, dang man, you know, one, two, and three in the points. Which guy's going to win it for you?" You know, and he was like, "Ah, oh, I'm not doing that." You know, he goes, "I thought we had it handled last year, and you know, look what happened." You know, so I'm not saying anything, but I think if you're him, you got to be feeling pretty good about your chances. And to me, no offense to Dean, but it seems like he's been a little inconsistent, even through Supercross, where kind of expected him to um, – I expected him to put a little more pressure on Barsha, especially late in the season when he was already sort of falling out of the points. He had nothing to lose. And it seemed like he just sort of got worse. I think this is going to come down to Rattray and Baggett. And I think Rattray is the steady Eddie one. He's going to be, you know, right there every weekend. Blake's going to win more motos, but will he have another big crash or, um, you know, have something uh, rattle him and – under his skin, you know, because that's not going to happen to Tyler. Yeah, Tyler's going to th- three-two his way to the title if it happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, like we just said, I mean, Blake can be twenty seconds back at Tyler and pull him in and pass him and check out. So, I, I, I think if he can keep it on two wheels, and that's a lot easier said than done, especially when you're a kid that age with you know right. that much under the hood. But if he can keep it on two wheels, this is his. There's nobody that's got his speed. What about if you're Brock Tickle, Weege, and you're the only guy that hasn't had a red plate yet? <laughs> yes, I saw you mention that. You mentioned that on Twitter. I'm surprised, actually, uh, about Tickle's performance. I expect him to be just as good as his teammate because I think he's better outdoors than a Supercross. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised at a slow start there. I think, but I'm going to say that Wilson is um, every bit the favorite. In the first motor, he actually... Uh, passed Rattray and beat him straight up, and then he was leading Moto Two and he fell. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't worry too much. I think Wilson's good to go. I, I do think the ultimate X factor is. I mean, if Baggett doesn't throw it away, I don't know what anyone can do with him. Yeah. I've never seen it. He straight up told me after the race that he's doing this on purpose. Now he's like, I just wait till the 15 minute mark, and if I'm an eighth or ninth, I know that I can pass everybody. But you're that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that is wow. That. He really said that. That's that. That is crazy. That's a very, even more impressive. Yeah, you know, what rider says that nowadays, you know, that the start's not really important, you know, I'll just pass eight guys. No one says that. Yeah, I don't know. No. I haven't seen anything like it in a long time. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he can do from here on out, you know. I, 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 you know, the next race is going to be it. If he can, uh, if he can go up and buzz – next week and back it up then he you know to me he's the favorite and he's the guy and he may just do that although he also crashed last year and ended his season at Bud's Creek I don't know how mentally if that affects you does that bug you ping as a as a racer does that come through your well, head at all I don't think when you're that young you know you, right a kid like him I mean you bounce right back I don't know you, yeah. you're not you're not really there's actually a part of your brain that's that's not developed when you're that age <laughs> a little anatomy and physiology coming in, and that's it's like your sense, uh, it's the part of your brain that is sort of the, um, you know, thinks about your well-being. Like, it, truly, I'm not making this up. It's not fully developed until you're, you know, early 20s. So, 
early to mid twenties. So like, yeah, I mean, he's just he doesn't think about that. A little broken arm. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's going to bug him. Okay, all right. Uh, Ryan Sipes. That chick. Do they have that part developed? What's that? The part of the brain that thinks about chicks, is that part developed? <laughs> that is overdeveloped. In fact, that is 85% of the brain at that age. I guarantee so. you Dean Wilson has a massive <laughs> a massive frontal lobe of chicks. <laughs> I guarantee you. He's so magnum man right now. Just Dude, that guy, that guy just wants to, I mean, if there's like a knot hole in a tree, there's there's going to be problems. You know what I mean? Like that that dude that dude thinks about racing and chicks. Um, but uh, uh, anyways, um, Ryan Sipes, um, oh. another bad break for Sipes. Second place, looking good. First moto goes down hard. I didn't see it. Um, did it was it on the TV show? Did I miss that on the TV show? Yeah, he did go down. He has a concussion, and Ace reported that he's got to have to at least sit out Bud's Creek. So I know he said his prediction was that he would could possibly contend for the title. Uh. But he's going to end up with zero points to the first eight motos, at least. So not looking good. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, but bad deal for Ryan Sides, for sure. Um, Justin Barsha, 8-7. Nothing? Nobody? No comments? Uh, I don't know what. I, I, keep, I keep waiting. I keep waiting. I'm waiting. If he's listening. I, I, what is yeah. with him? I don't have I honestly think those guys are so, they were so focused on Supercross. Because look at him and Tickle and even Tomac, who's been a little underwhelming. Um, I just think they were so focused on Supercross, it's sort of, you know, it's hard for them to kind of get it going again now in a direction. Yeah. Uh, there's no other so. explanation for it. Fast. They're faster than what they're showing. Right, right. What about, hey, if you're, if, if you're Barsha, and I'm not saying he's doing this, are you coasting a bit because you have a Supercross title? I mean, Nationals are hard work, and there's a lot of effort put into it. You know, he's got a Supercross title. No matter how it ends, this year is successful for him. Are you coasting a bit? I don't see why he would. I don't see at okay. that age, what, his, you know, third go-around of the Nationals. Like, why would he be in that position at this point? I just right. don't see why. Mm-hmm. Not how that could be a factor. Um, I don't well, know. Yeah. He did lose some time. He did lose some time, you know, with the wrist injury. But, you know, maybe that hurt his, uh, you know, Supercross, maybe the conditioning is such a big deal. But all that time lost training and riding, maybe he's come back to haunt him. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good for the Geico team as a whole, you know. They're not – they're kind of no. – like you said, ping, Tomek's so-so. I haven't seen any flashes yeah. out of him right now. No. Um, no, I just think it's, it's their head's not in the game. That's it. So, that's my take. Uh, ping, what's uh, – I want to see more from Travis Baker still. Yeah, I do too. I think he does too. I don't know what's. All right. He's he's got more under the hood than what he's showing. I don't know what the problem is. Um, Alex Martin, thirteen six, good ride for the Ewok, tenth overall. Seems like every once in a while, Alex Martin just pulls something out where you're like, oh wow, geez, look at Alex Martin. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, you know what though? Here's the thing. Now he's on the same team as Durham, right? Uh, yeah. Same yep. Team. Yep. Well, he is. Yeah, yep. he's on the same team as Durham. What I've heard a lot of people say is that when you upgrade teams, the speed doesn't necessarily increase as much as the consistency. So note that a lot of the guys that aren't on the premier teams are the guys that show you the flashes every once in a while when things are right, and then you don't see them. Mm-hmm. So that's 
almost what you'd expect. Like, who knows what would happen if these guys had uh, – it might even just be, you know, a bike they could start every week or, or a team that's prepared for different conditions or, you know, when he's having a bad day in practice, they get experienced people that make him feel, you know, get his confidence up, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, it, is, that, is that him in the background? Yeah, he's uh, having a bad day and I got his confidence up. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's a it's a tough deal, you know. Looking at the points in in the uh, in 250 class, it's it's weird. There, there, there's a there's a big gap from Cunningham's in fifth, and that's really good. There's 26 points from fifth to third, so a moto over a moto lead already for the top three over fifth place, and then Cunningham has Cunningham has uh, um, um, 20, 22 points to seventh. Do you know what I mean? There's 26 points from third to fifth, and then there's – what did I just say? There's 20, 22 points from fifth to seventh. It's a weird deal. It's like there's two there's two tiers, and there's a couple guys caught in the middle, but there's really two tiers three races in. Rattray, Wilson, Baggett, Tomac, and then you have Sealy, Tickle, Swanepoel, Davalos, everybody else. You kind of have Barsha roaming in there a little bit. Cunningham's roaming in there, but uh, kind of breaking away a little bit. I, I do notice it seems like the 250 class, it, it doesn't have as much uh, parity as it used to have. Agree? Disagree? I agree. I, I think that those three guys out front are sort of just by themselves right now. You know, a couple couple seasons ago, we had the, the four Pro Circuit guys, the three Geico guys going to top seven every week. And I hated to see that, as you know, even in the sport. I don't think that's good. So, um, so uh, I got an answer from Dietrich. And uh, what happened to you in the first moto? I said. He goes, um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Ha ha! I crashed and I just couldn't find my groove. So, yeah, it was very unlike him. He was in fifth or sixth on each. Yeah, he had to have crashed. I just don't see how you end up getting lapped, which is what two and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, he he uh, he, he said he crashed. Yeah. So um, yeah, that. How about uh, Frederick Norin, the Swede, twelfth in the second moto in the four fifty class? Tyler Bright got fifteenth. He was tenth forever um, in the four fifty class. That that muddy moto really really brought some guys up, or consequently brought some guys down too. So uh, Weston Pike fifteen thirteen, good ride for him. Christian Craig. Not so good, Ping. Yeah, no, not so good. Nine twenty-one. I mean, I guess the mud. Mud probably isn't Christian Craig's Southern California forte, right? Well, from what I understand, he actually wasn't doing bad, and then he just had a couple crashes. But he was his speed was good in it. He just couldn't keep it on two wheels, like a lot of guys. That, that mud there at High Point, it's not like it's not even like regular mud, man. It's like let's just say it's like snot. It really is. <laughs> With a hint of chupacabra. With a hint of it. Um, a dusting, if you will. A light dusting. Um, what about Malcolm Stewart? Weege, what do you think about him so far? Hey, guys. Yeah. Just found out they moved our TV conference call from Wednesday at noon to Tuesday at noon, and I'm 23 minutes late for it, so I got to go. Oh, okay. All right, see ya. Yeah. Can we redo this, or I don't know what to do? No, we'll wrap it up. See you later. See ya. All right. Ping, we just gone. He found a better deal. He did. He, gone. He, he did. Let's face it. He found a bigger, better deal, and uh, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now we can talk a mad crap on him and just how bad his uh, nose is. Let's talk about the 
let's talk about the uh, broadcasting. Yeah. And just how sad it is. That's just terrible, I tell you. Terrible. Like, Where do they get these guys in the booth? A couple of pros like myself and, and you, if we got in there, I mean, we would really show them what to do. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Think, do you think there's any way? Like, they seem, they seem really locked on Fro, and I like Fro. Uh, I don't, I like Fro. I, I don't think that's, um, his calling to be an announcer. I think that, uh, and I think someone needs to help him anyway. He's, I don't think he does, he does the job. Mm -hmm. He tries to be a commentator when he needs to be more color. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? He's calling action. That's not his, that's not what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. I feel like he needs to, and I told him this to his face before he disagrees with me. I feel like he should lean on his own racing experience more. You know what I mean? Like, we don't really know that he's this multi-time champion all that much. I don't want him to be like RJ and drop in like, oh, you know, what I used to run Sandhills and I'm, I was the best and I, was, I don't need him to do that. I just need him to bring more sort of what he did in certain situations as a racer. That's all. Yeah. Well, he's got you know, years and years of experience of racing these tracks, you know, being in those situations. Yeah, you'd think on any, pretty much any experience or anything they're trying to talk about, he would have some perspective on it that most folks wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But, and, as anyway. far, and as far as Weege, we just need Ralph back, clearly. Yeah, I mean, just Ralph. Yeah. Because I, need, I just can't get enough more Ralph. I, I, I need more Ralph. I need more Ralph. It's like cowbell. You know, <laughs> how is he going to put in Chupacabra? Seriously, he seems um, he seems to be very confident of this. Well, you could definitely go the insult route and say that either, you know, when a rider comes off the track, maybe a guy who's been mid pack the whole race, he kind of looks like Chupacabra. <laughs> you could say, oh, he made it really torn up there, and or <laughs> 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 make up some mess. He looks like Chupacabra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you, that would be really funny, but it would be really funny. But he ain't gonna do that. He seems like no, he's that ain't gonna. He seems like he's confident though of doing it. But well, I, I mean, I might just stay home from the race just just to see this, just to hear it on TV. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, he's, I'll, I'll Twitter it to you when he does it. I'll yeah, I'll let you know how he made it happen. Right, right. Hey, do you want to give us all an update on your uh, on your second career? Um, how's that going? What's going on with that? Um, chugging along still, you know, like, um, I, I, I don't know what I, last I told you, but I had an interview with LA County Fire that I, I passed uh-huh. 100% on the interview, so I'm moving forward with those guys, and it's kind of a long process, which, uh, is okay, because I'm finishing paramedic school right now anyway, and uh-huh. I'm, uh, done with my classroom stuff, now I'm doing my hospital time, I've just finished my 12th shift, 12th, 12 hour shift at a hospital here. And, um, I have a, I have to do my field time next, which is starting next month. And, and then I'm done. So wow. yeah, Jeez. I've been working in the ER for the past, you know, six weeks, seeing some gross stuff, man. Oh yeah. You're gnarly. I, I don't know how I could do, I, I couldn't do that. You saw some stuff that looks like Chupacabra. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I can't even <laughs> can't get into it, man. But it's, it's uh, uh, also to too. If, any, if anybody's listening that uh, went to the original David Pingree Manitoba Motocross School, 
Uh, we have a new date for the new school, July 23rd, Grunthal Raceway. We have 10 spots open, if anybody's listening, that wants to go to Manitoba and, uh, yeah, do that. So, that'll be fun, Ping. It's going to be good. Yeah, good times. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for um, thanks for doing it. Thanks to Weege for uh, doing three-quarters of his show. It's awesome. And um, we'll see you next week, same time, same place, to talk about Bud's Creek, right? Bud's Creek it is. All right, see ya. See ya. This has been the Racer X Podcast with Steve Mathis. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy the more than 250 episode archive, including the Classics Collection where it all begins.